News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Joined by Cara Augustenberg, a professor of environmental policy at University College Dublin, member of the Climate Advisory Council. Cara, you're on to talk about um, uh, the, the latest grim report, this time from the World Meteorological uh, Organisation. Just before we go to that, though, I'm sure you have a view on uh, commuting and, and what we can do in terms of public policy to make that commute easier and uh, more environmentally friendly. Yeah, well, Shane, I think if this report, if it says anything, it says that we need to get really serious about the kind of measures that you were talking about. We need to move beyond the idea of incentivizing people and actually you make it harder to do the things that burn a lot of fossil fuels. So that might mean congestion charges or phasing out uh, fossil fuel boilers or or banning petrol cars. A lot of the or the sale of petrol cars. We we talk about these measures. Now, a I can lot. hear the grinding of gears already from a commuters going. It's my only alternative. I can't afford an electric car. Yeah. Legitimate points, in fairness, from people. Legitimate. We, and we have to put the facilities in to provide the alternatives but before we start banning things and, and making it restrictive, of course. But, I mean, I read a lot of climate science, and I have to say this was the toughest report I've ever yeah. read. Sorry, we, we should just give a bit of context for people. <laughs> uh, basically, this is a report, the World Meteorological Organization. It's a multi-agency report coordinated by them. And they basically said, without much more ambitious action, the climate climate change is going to be increasingly devastating across the planet. Yeah, what I read is that if you thought the COVID crisis was bad and if you think this current energy crisis is bad, you ain't seen nothing yet when it comes to the scale of the climate impacts that are expected. So the report talked about the fact that we've already seen a, f- a five-fold increase in the last 50 years in terms of weather-related disasters, which are killing an average of 115 people a day, and that this is poised to worsen. And it says that there is a 93% chance that between now and 2026, we will have the hottest year ever recorded and a 50, 50% chance of exceeding this 1.5 degree warming limit that we've been trying to stay below internationally to essentially protect civilization as we know it. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you a question? It may sound like a glib question, but it's actually a serious one. Are people like yourself and the World Meteorological Organization, are you howling at the moon? Because I don't get a sense from people that I talk to that anyone not to that many people in this country actually care about global warming yeah, I think it's a really hard existential question or, or issue to, to to deal with because it is long term. We have to put our own immediate interests, you know, behind the the prioritization of of longer term uh, future interests regarding civilization and society in the longer term, and that's very difficult for a lot of people to to deal with. But I think at the international level, when you go to these United Nations uh, climate conferences, it's very clear that everyone at those conferences is really driven to. to to try and address this problem. But the big question is, do we have the political leadership? Do we have the politicians that can think beyond their relatively short-term careers and look at the long-term... Sorry, with respect, though, is that the big question? Because I think we often look to politicians on this, and maybe they should provide more leadership, but let's face it, they're not going to do something that's going to cost them the next uh, their seat at the next election. 
I mean, is it more looking at the mirror than looking to politicians? Well, sure. I mean, we do. Our politicians represent us and, and they're going to do the kind of things that we ask for. But I think one thing that we have seen in recent years is that we finally have a legislation or a legislative framework here in Ireland that means that future governments, no matter who they are, have to abide by these new climate targets that we've set, this idea that we're going to reduce emissions by 51% uh, between now and 2030, and that uh, no matter what elected leaders we put into power in the future, Future, they do have to adhere to this legislation and that citizens all over the world are actually suing governments for failing to adhere to this kind of legislation. So I think if we put the, the kind of structures in place uh, to, to prevent this kind of short termism, that can help a lot. OK, the party most likely to be in government after the next election doesn't agree with carbon taxes. Sinn Féin, what's your take on that? Yeah, it is an issue. I mean, I, carbon tax is one of many, many ways of, of helping to fund the transition and, and, and incentivize people to get off fossil fuels. Uh, it's not the only way. And so I think, you know, if we see... Can you do it without carbon taxes, though? Uh, I would think it would be difficult because I think we have to send the kind of financial measures to or financial incentives to show people that it makes sense to not replace your, your fossil fuel boiler and instead go with an electric heat pump when the time comes to replace your boiler. Or it makes sense to get uh, an electric car instead of a petrol car when it comes time to replace your car. And if we don't have those kind of uh, price incentives, uh, it gets hard to justify making okay. that transition. Uh, just very finally, that report yesterday from... Uh, University College Galway or Galway University and Limerick University basically saying if we're going to uh, hit uh, net zero by 2050 we have to have tr- uh, plant enough trees uh, five times the size of Dublin re-wet the drained grasslands and half our national herd do you go along with that? Uh, we have to get emissions down at whatever cost, and there's a lot of ways we can do that. Uh, those, are, those are suggestions for sure, but I think there are other ways. And of course, fossil fuels being a big one, we have to get off fossil fuels and make sure we don't lock in fossil, you know, future fossil fuel use. So I think there's a, a lot of measures we need to consider, and we need to implement the ones we've committed to already, which is a big problem that, that the government okay. isn't moving fast enough on. All right, Cara Augustenberg, uh, thank you indeed for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Let, let us know what you think. Five, two, on a six at a cost of 30 cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.